0: I'm Jessica from A Certain Race Show, and you're listening to Sticky Jazz.
1: The opinions expressed on this show are solely those of Jeremy Hanks and Sticky Jazz Podcast and do not necessarily reflect those of anyone else on this planet. All right, everybody, welcome to Sticky Jazz. I'm Jeremy Hanks. I'm out of a million musical opinions, all of which happen to be correct. Uh, this week, I have Bailey Spin. She's a DIY musician. From uh, Northern Virginia, living in LA, she's just uh, released. We we started. We did this interview in April, on April eighteenth, and I had to wait until the new single was released, called Runner Up, which just came out. So here we are with Bailey Spinn. She's a DIY TikToker, and very funny, very witty, and a uh, pansexual, amazing young. I'd say kid. Uh, she's rather amazing and i i really got a kick out of her work i hope you guys enjoy it we're gonna kick this one off with her single romance is dead and uh so let's all sit back and do the sticky jazz
2: romance is dead but the fantasy of us lives on inside my head Fantasy of us lives on inside my head, and I'm trying not to give up.
1: everybody welcome to sticky jazz i'm jeremy hanks and this week i've got bailey spin she's a diy musician who had been mucking about on tiktok forever doing covers and i guess goofy things because that's what people do on tiktok and she just released what a week and a half ago i believe Mm -hmm. Uh, her own her, her first single romance is dead and uh so we'll be talking about well, all of that. Welcome to the show, Bailey. Thank
0: you so much. Excited to be here.
1: So you're down in San Diego, right?
0: No, I used to go to San Diego State. I actually dropped out. I'm in L.A. now.
1: You're in L.A.? Yes. Okay, so you went a bit north there. So um, uh, I get a lot of DIY musicians across the board, and there was a lot about you that I liked and found interesting uh one as much as you and i have one thing in common i grew up in fairfax virginia as well
0: that's crazy that's really rare i feel like usually when i say it people are like i don't know where that is i
1: i grew up in herndon fox mill oh my gosh so i was in centerville oh right okay so yeah <laughs> you're like four that's miles really away yeah but uh and uh so yeah i i lived there until time to go to high school and then i uh, moved to utah of all you know like Again, so but Centerville, yeah, great. Uh, right at, yeah, I totally know that area. Um, I go out there quite a bit for other things, so mm-hmm. uh, spend plenty of time out there. But you're you're in L.A. like everybody right now, I guess, right? It's that's where well, that's where the everyone's making music, so
0: yeah, it's where everything is. It's just a lot easier to find things and make connections in L.A. versus if I was still in Virginia.
1: Yeah, it'd be either Nashville or Los Angeles for, those are the two big music towns, so. Yeah, definitely.
0: Could be New York, too.
1: Yeah, and New York, yeah. But I I was in, geez, I'm not trying to, I hate Los Angeles. You just cannot get around. It is just so, like, to go four miles will take you hours, you know? It's, uh, yeah.
0: I was, people don't know how to drive here either. I literally just went to Target before this and I was like, I always am about to cry in the car because people like can't even drive inside of their own lane. Like they're just on their phone, like swerving. I'm like, what are you doing?
1: <laughs> yeah, LA was, I, I went down to, um, I went down and shot a show at the Hollywood Bowl in October and then flew back the next day and then was home for two days and then drove back down with my with my family. And like, why do people, like, why does the whole world have to live here? You know. Yeah,
0: there's so many. It's so congested, literally all of the time. Like, you can't go anywhere without being stressed out.
1: Oh, well, I mean, but out there, Herndon, you know, that that whole Fairfax area too, it's the same way. You know, I. Yeah. Uh, so I guess that's not much different for you. So, um, so let's see. You've uh, all right. Just going back through your history and your catalog here. I see you've done a lot of covers and a lot of work there. And then just recently you finally released your own single. Um, this thing, I get a lot of DIY musicians <clears throat> and I get a lot handed to me by public I get about a hundred records a week and that's not a surprise. Right. But um, still, I have to say summer just so, so bad. And there's what, I mean, there was this one lady, one girl, they're like, Oh, she's got like 9 million followers on TikTok, And she does these YouTube videos about whatever. And here's her song. And it was so bad. I would, I just wanted to write back, tell her, don't ever fucking sing another note again. That was so bad. You know? and and I was like I can't have her on my show and I I couldn't I just wouldn't and then a couple of weeks later she popped up on another friend's podcast somebody else was like what are you doing <laughs> so I I and I'm trying not to, I mean I'm not trying to be a jerk to somebody and dash their hopes but that one she just never you know pushed record but uh, yours I was actually like wow this girl's really got it
0: thank you thank you I appreciate that
1: Glad the conditional no criticism. Oh, okay. no, like, this is the thing. You, I, what? okay, what I liked about your work is that it's raw and it is unfinished. And I can sense your nervousness, your anxiety, and how you're just like, fucking, I'm still going to keep doing this. And mm-hmm. I love, I love the raw feeling to it. And so that was what I really enjoyed about your covers and the pieces that you did there. I was like, she's, she's just going for it and you know, you've got talent and you can do it. And, and you, that was, that was what I was pulling through. I was like, I, I hope she keeps that raw feeling to whatever you keep doing. So if I can just throw that in, Hey, do it that way, you know? Um, but uh, let's see, what was it that after you did all that you'd been doing covers for so long, what, what made you decide you were, you were ready to finally drop your own work there with romance is dead. What brought that up? We really
0: were like, we were trying to find a sound that worked for me. I got in the studio while I was still doing the covers and just trying to create songs and see what fits and what doesn't. And we probably went through about seven songs and just totally scrapped them before I even found one that I was like, yes, this is good. And it's a lot about making the connections and trying to find someone who works for you and who can create a sound that you vibe with and you like. And so I went through a lot of producers And we just wanted to make that jump because the covers are great, but I really, really was interested in making my own music. It just took me some time to get comfortable singing in front of people and making your own music. You definitely need to be comfortable singing in front of other people. Yeah, it was a lot about building the confidence and becoming less anxious because some of the hate I got on the cover shot me down for a second.
1: Well, you, uh, you you and and then you you break your you cut your teeth on the tam hall show man like that must have been that must have been scary and all that talk about that for a minute like go ahead on that one
0: yeah that one was really really crazy i mean it definitely wasn't i it hurt me to watch a little bit because i knew in the moment it definitely was not my best live performance and was not the best representation of what I can do when I sing. But I was so freaking nervous the whole time. I remember I was not nervous during any of the rehearsals. I was so chill, like leading up until the actual moment. And then once I was standing there, there's a camera crew and there's a live audience of like a hundred people. And there's like four cameras in my face. I can see myself on the screen. My name is behind me. I'm like, I have an earpiece. I was shaking during it. And I didn't realize being nervous really, really affects your ability to sing. Because it's just like my system felt like it was like, ah, like it just, I couldn't get the sound to come out. It was, I'm glad that I did it. And I'm glad that I built up the confidence because if I told myself I'd sang on live TV two years ago, I would have cried.
1: Well, yeah, yes, you did. But I just, so my, my buddy Ty Herndon, he debuted his song on that same show a few months ago oh wow
0: yeah it was really yeah. great
1: yeah sure. so he well he's he is uh ty herndon he's the first openly gay country singer and i i he and i have this joke we we banter back and forth about how i i i turned off country in 92 and he's slowly bringing me back into it you know <laughs> and uh just so i i'm like dude garth brooks killed countries like garth brooks discovered me You
0: know, and- <laughs> yeah my dad loved garth brooks
1: but but he he did a song called God of the Gun and that was about like being sobering up and that was the last drink he ever had and got off drugs. It was like, you know, and he did that very emotional performance. And so I always equate that like that was a big moment for me to see that after he'd been through so much and he was doing it, he did a very good reference to that last fall on that show too and i'm like all oh, right there's tam hall she's uh, she's back at it you know i don't always watch the stuff but you know when she does get good people on there so you you did well <laughs> for that i could tell you were nervous and that that actually bled through into your performance which i liked i like the raw i'm scared shitless this is really me in in a performance so
0: yeah it was on auto-tuned and yes yeah, it, it was completely live which you know not everyone does and for the first time i had not a single drop of auto-tune i barely had any backing vocals it was just fully fully live which is really really scary
1: yeah well you were singing on top of the track what your drummer was muted right because i could tell that was really your voice but you were on top you were the one really singing that which i've seen a lot of those shows where they're not really singing and i'm like oh I can tell that that's so you know, lying. yeah kudos for you because that was really you singing that so Thank I was, you. yeah I was like man she's you know and that was your first big one like that again something to be proud of
0: yeah there was always room for improvement and no the drummer was technically he was there yeah he was in the video but he had like muted drums they were basically padded so yeah I could yeah, I could yeah I could see that yeah Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I could uh, see yeah. that they were, and you were trying to stay off of you were trying to, to time off of what was I couldn't see your earpiece. I'm like, no, she's timed off of something else, not him. I i, I get really tight into v. Vi- I'm obviously I do sound and video, so I'm like, all right, let's see who's doing what, right? So I i watched that performance like she's really singing, she's not off of him. So, um, mm-hmm. but uh, how did it feel when it was all over? We were like, oh, I did it, I'm gonna go home and just. I need a drink, I need to, like, just on, like, what was that? It was.
0: Yeah, I had to, like, take a breath. It was, honestly, I didn't really think about it, like, after the fact until the day it was going to be live-streamed on TV. And the funniest part was I was so scared. I was watching the whole show on my phone. And when it got to my segment, in the middle of the interview in L.A., it cut out and it started following a car chase. So I literally couldn't watch it live because it just skipped, the next one was like Grey's Anatomy. So I couldn't watch it live. And so I had been waiting an hour. I was like crying, so scared that it was terrible and I couldn't even see it. I had to wait until the next day and watch it on YouTube. And I was like, Ugh. I just wanted to watch it live so that I could see like what other people were seeing. But yeah, I didn't even get
1: to see my own interview. I was like, Ooh, "That's fine." <laughs> oh yeah, no, I just saw the performance. I they, they they didn't send me the interview link, so I just saw that live performance. So, um, but let's see. Uh, all right, that video to it, which they uh, has that been released to the world yet, or, or, or am I just one of the lucky ones You've seen the video, the actual video to the song?
0: Yeah, it's on YouTube. It the is performance. Okay video
1: yes okay because they said don't share this when i first and so i was like, okay so i and that was what i don't know a week and a half ago or something like that like you can't share (laughs) this but go ahead and watch it um okay have you seen the video for i don't want to wait by paula cole i don't think so do you even know the song no (laughs) no because it was written before you were even born probably yeah okay there were so many elements similar to that video that, that that were in paula cole's video as well i was like oh this is so cool except like it was it was a lot harder you know hurt did you ever see that show dawson's creek i i, I never have either I, I never have but but that was the theme song for dawson's creek which had nothing to do with anything but but the, the video for it was very similar and that she was in these very beautiful, elegant houses in these beautiful settings, and there were so many hidden meanings in there, in the video, and I'm like, I wonder, is she pulling the same on us? Like, the hidden... Me- was there, like, hidden things in these... Vi- in, in, in the elements in the video? So, like, in there, the furniture was covered in some scenes where her lovers were dying. There was uh like like when we actually see her there she's singing and dancing and and then there's urns in the back and those are all her ex those are all her dead lovers in the urns right i'm like watching the video i'm like your video is so cool like that i thought all right is she playing the same one on us like where's the urn i see an urn right there i see the clocks all right uh maybe this was or wasn't part of it was it a hidden meaning but who was in that painting that was behind you in the one the 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 one clip there with there was a painting that was covered right
0: yeah i honestly that house was an airbnb and i think that was just a painting that they had but it was a really cool set and it was very like beautiful set
1: yes yes
0: the whole house was like that and it was really really crazy there definitely was hidden meanings in mine too like the rose on fire it was just a lot of like imagery i love and like kind of like easter eggs for little things for people to find like when all the furniture was covered i was like that has a meaning too so
1: right what well, would like the meaning like the death like when someone dies <laughs> and then they've moved out and then you cover the furniture right was that was that what okay and all the dead roses laying around i'm like okay i get this romance is dead right how did you yeah like <laughs> But then you were like, "Hey, this all sucks." But you're there in your lingerie, smoking hot. All this like, I'm setting this fucking rose on fire because romance is dead. <laughs> how did you keep that from burning up? Like, how did you do? What was this? I was like, that normally would have like, if it was a dead, dried rose, that would have burned, like burned, burned. I'm like, how did you do that?
0: That was editing tricks. I got to give props to Jake the Shooter, who is the music video director. He put a lot of crazy effects on it, which was super cool. Like, the house on fire was also not real. Okay. (laughs) The rose was a a fake fire. I was just holding a real rose, and then he put the fire on it after. Because I can't, I was thinking about that. I was like, how am I going to hold a rose that's actually on fire?
1: (laughs) And, well, and then it didn't burn. I was like, man, Mm -hmm. that's a a pretty cool trick there, you know. um so okay so but then all the dead roses laying around I mean there was some funny I was like obviously so great storytelling in there you're telling the whole story yes romance is dead love sucks blah 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 you know this this whole whatever but at the same time you're being very comedic about it and that was really charming that was a lot of fun when, you. when and so I was enjoying those parts of it I was like okay this is this is some pretty funny stuff uh who's uh, who's whose ideas who was the art director or what was the the or, or you just thought hey we found this neat house we're gonna shoot this video here and kind of let it fly or uh it was
0: a lot on my team my team definitely came up with a lot of the ideas we kind of couldn't pinpoint something at first I just like didn't know what I wanted I knew it had to be iconic but I just couldn't really figure out what the vibe was because the song is so clear and it really tells the story. And so the video needed to do the exact same thing. And then eventually I went to go get an outfit for the video and I got that crazy robe with the feathers. And I texted someone and I was like, I think the video needs to give like, I just killed my husband vibes. Like I'm just in this house. Like I own this place. I'm in my fancy outfit. It's just like the widowed wife you see that's just like, a little insane it's like did she kill him did she not kill him that's what we went for and then the team took it from there I said that and they were like we get the vision and so they found that Airbnb and like the cover art was in a completely different setup too and that like gold mirror was really cool and we were trying to keep like a kind of a vintage old theme to it because that's how the music feels a lot it feels like a lot 2000s Avril Lavigne so we definitely wanted to keep that in there but still make it
1: modern you seriously need to see that polycole video you really do because it, you, like it. it sounds
0: really similar
1: well yeah it's it's very similar but yours is is more like slap in the face too than hers but her hers is actually really morbid and creepy you know um but uh okay, got- but the I okay so okay the lines were awesome in there okay like chivalry is gone we've lost the fight please tell me why my standards are too high i keep denying the truth romance is dead but the fantasy of us lives on right where was that about okay the psycho woman who just killed her husband i'm gonna go in and or what? what was that line approaching could you tell me that real quick
0: we were in the studio making it and I was really specific about what I wanted. I wanted to say exactly how I felt because I finally like pinpointed it and I was like, chivalry chivalry, chivalry is gone and nobody really does that anymore. And so it was a lot of like creative trying to keep it all in the same line and say everything that I wanted to say within the song because romance is dead. And that's exactly where it came from. One day I was just like, I don't think I'm the problem I think romance is just dead and like people just don't do it how they used to do it when I would get flowers and we'd go out on dates like nobody does that nobody's romancing each other you know you're on tinder and all that kind of stuff and so I was really just trying to prove a point I think the chivalry is chivalry is dead is one of my favorite things
1: okay it it is quite a line because I open the door for people and I say, you know, chivalry isn't dead and, and all of that. <laughs> so, at least, I mean, you know, I, I try and make the point too, but I was raised to be uh, old school like that. Um, it should be. Yeah. So, you're hanging with the wrong crowd. Um, <laughs> so, uh, let's see. I, I love so that that whole sound and even the lyrics. I, the, the whole sound, like you said, you're catching the whole turn of the century, the Avril Levine. you know, you caught the the tail end of the of the nineties, early 2000 with that vibe. Totally. Um it, I was like, this could have you could have used that, you could have put dropped that in the year 2000 and everybody would have said, yes, I get this. Except for the line, "Uh, you leave my texts unread for days. I was like,
0: yeah, that's the only one. It's a little modern.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Back then, like, no, we didn't have texts back then. We, we didn't, we we still had to wait to call each other at night when it was cheaper. And, and, and Mm -hmm. we paid for long distance. We still had to pay for long distance back then. I know you think that sounds crazy these days, but I remember a time when, and we had to pay for long distance so um some of the other cuts in there which were so funny and like you you tell the story with your facial expressions really well thank you what there was there were two cuts two two clips of there at about two minutes and 29 230 into it the look on your face was get fucking real right <laughs> I Like, it. Just you just look on your face like, yeah, I was like, I mean, you made me laugh at your facial expressions.
0: I definitely am really expressive, especially since I started on social media. I do a lot with the face. I'm a little bit awkward in the body. People said I was just kind of standing there. And I was like, well, I'm not a dancer. So we had to really focus on, like, the backdrop and the facial expressions and make sure that I was really portraying how I felt. And it was like, I'm mad about this. I'm really... I'm angry. I'm like okay. So I caught go. that
1: one. I caught that part, mm-hmm. right? Get fucking real, right? And then uh, two other clips, two other, two other shots, two other shots, and then it comes back. And the look on her face was, "What are you doing here?" Right? <laughs> I was like, I like that. That's like, is she's asking me that in that look on her face? What are you doing here? Right? And I was like, okay, these are so fun. I I enjoyed those parts of the video. I mean, just the there was just so much. You threw so much into that video, like probably nine hours of storytelling in in a three and a half minute song,
0: right? It was important to me to make it really expressive. I wanted people to be even more engaged, especially because I'm trying to make that transition from social media to being a a full-time musician. And I think people are going to take it more seriously when they see the video, and they see that I am really, really serious about it. And the video is really portraying exactly what the song says in like in the outfit in the the house and all the backdrops it really just like stuck stuck with the plan and i feel like it made sense which is why people really liked the video it just felt like it was right for the song
1: well i i enjoyed the song and then the video along with it, like I, I i will listen to the song first not looking and then i'll go back and say okay now how well did how well did they tell the story mm-hmm and then i come back i'm like okay she told the story but you you put so much more into it with the visual effects and just the i mean but that look on your face what are you doing here you know <laughs> like, so it was it was a lot of fun uh congratulations on that and uh you you've racked up i i guess the the tam hall one had a lot i haven't seen the the count on the new video so but i i I guess since what you're the you're the content creator viral uh TikToker you probably did uh, you probably got a lot out there um so how how's the video reception been then since it's now available to the public I just grabbed it when it was there and downloaded it and and threw it into my shuffle so
0: the Cameron Hall one I'm not sure how much that one has the the music video has been doing Pretty, pretty well on its own without us pushing it or anything. They were really, okay. really engaged on YouTube
1: and they were okay. really
0: excited about it. I think it has like 220,000 views, which is pretty great because I hadn't been getting that many views for a while. I think one of my covers actually had over 2 million ones. So I'm hoping we'll get to that level too, but the music video was really well like reciprocated by my audience. They were into it.
1: Okay. Yeah. I, like I said, I just got it. They said, don't share it, whatever. So I just downloaded it and, and, it, so I could listen to it while I'm walking the dog and driving and shit, you know. <laughs> so um yeah I'm more like I steal everything off of YouTube and I'm you know I'm a tech guy I have the I have the skills. So <laughs> I guess I guess you're an Olivia Rodrigo fan. You've done a couple of hers, right? My daughters really are always like hey dad you gotta go you really gotta go and interview Olivia Rodrigo. I'm like I don't know how I would even do that but uh so i don't know yeah talk about that like what what is it that that you that that gets behind you picking the covers that you do
0: i originally honestly a lot of the covers i did were kind of random like i don't listen to those songs a lot they're like pop songs that i really liked And my music taste was still expanding at the time. So I was just picking things that I was comfortable singing and that I knew I could sing. And I would literally be in my room like doing karaoke, just trying to find something that I knew I would sound good because I was so nervous in the studio that I wanted to make sure I was comfortable doing it. So that's where a lot of the Olivia Rodrigo songs came from. Like I really liked them and I picked pretty chill ones, but the Olivia ones did mean a lot to me. Like Traitor was a really big big song in my life because it it meant a lot to me and I really related to it same with I think I did Favorite Crime and that one was really really good but I truly don't really listen to that at all anymore I kind of listen to like purely rock music it's a little odd
1: so have, have you have you started listening to Motorhead yet then
0: I haven't I'm a really big like Pierce the Veil person I've been so into Pierce the Veil. I've been just playing only them for like
1: a week Okay, well, because you, you got to get into like, okay, th- that's the joke because they, they, there was a joke in the movie Airheads where these guys wanted to be metal, you know, and they said who would re- who would win in a wrestling match, Lemmy or God, and the guy, that's a trick question, Lemmy is God, Lemmy was the lead singer of Motorhead, and he's mm. like, he's the ultimate rock guy, right, you know, and so like, that's the joke, it's like, well, wait till you get into Motorhead, right, then then you're into rock, Then then you're really into good rock and metal, you know. Yeah. So, no, put that on your list, you know, Motorhead. Um, gotcha. But, uh, yeah, but don't don't be afraid when you see him. He was the ugliest, scariest man in the world, but the, the biggest teddy bear of the big art. But you look, you're like, that's a freaky looking guy. He was just this, you know, anyway, that was Lemmy and Motorhead. Uh, he, he passed up, uh, some years ago. So, what I did notice about when you're doing your covers, you get dressed up. To do them right, you're just not like okay, like other media that were here this You actually kind of still try and make that into a performance when you're filming yourself doing a cover, right? Um, yeah, definitely, yeah. So it's like, I'm still trying to kind of give you guys a concert almost, sort of. Mm-hmm.
0: I didn't want them to be boring, you know, because it is just kind of me singing and I, I can't dance or anything, I have no rhythm, so I am just kind of standing there. So I try to do a lot of visual stuff and. Even with some of the covers that were a little bit later, we started moving around and doing more like visual shots and kind of like panning around me and showing off the rings and the accessories that I had just to like really get people into the song. Like I did 505 and we kind of dimmed the lights and I was wearing like a big, big shirt and a lot of chains and rings and just really trying to like, I try to hone in on the vibe with my outfit too. So people really connect with it
1: like sweater weather in, in the leopard print uh yeah I mean,
0: sweater we gotta wear a sweater for sweater weather
1: <laughs> it, it still is here we had snow here today in salt lake so it's oh like, my god. <laughs> yeah it's april 18th and we still had snow here in utah so um uh your song wasting all these tears not your song but the cover wasting all these tears that was actually better than the original
0: Thank you. <laughs> I love that song,
1: well, that one I could sense the stress in mm-hmm. in how you' were trying to sing it. And I was like, ooh, she she allowed that to sound raw to still sound. I could tell you were you weren't like, um." anxious but there was stress in your singing it and it was like raw and i was like okay that's cool this girl is killing it she should not be afraid of that and i was i was thinking that was really cool that you were you were like i'm gonna put this out like that you know but i guess that was also the theme behind the song i guess talk, talk about wasting all uh wasting all these tears talk about that for a minute if you would
0: yeah, we were trying to keep them pretty natural wasting all these tears was a really special song to me because I just like the the songs that feel really empowering and it's kind of like I'm done with you I'm done like crying over this I'm not doing it anymore and I really wanted to show that the stress is definitely because that was a really difficult song at the time for me to sing too, and I was still pretty nervous in the studio so it was it was not an easy song to sing and it wasn't easy when Cassidy did it either there's some really really high notes in there but it was a really special song to me cuz I really related to the meaning of it but at that time I was still pretty nervous in the studios and I wasn't as comfortable as I probably could have been but I'm glad that I did it cuz I did grow up on a lot of country music in Virginia cuz my dad loves it so much so I was like this one's for my dad and now I'm never going to do another one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no more. I'm not doing any more country. Okay. So what well, what did he think of it then? What did your dad think of it?
0: He liked it a lot. He's really supportive of the covers. He's so precious. He's like, I love them. You're so good. He, was like, he saw American Idol and he texted me and he was like, I bet that you could do it. You would make it. And I was like, I don't know if I would. But thank you, I appreciate
1: that. <laughs> I've I've interviewed plenty of the people, American Idol, The Voice, Got Talent. Yeah, I've I've interviewed a lot of them, and uh, I so I, I've been hit up for some. No, don't like them. Don't want to, you know. So you you actually did bubble to the top, believe it or not. did And again, like I said, that song also was an example, just because you were you were showing that you could be vulnerable. And allow yourself to sound stressed and still deliver something really good in that piece. And so I was like, man, this this is really neat. I I, I went through a lot of your work before I came back and said, Yeah, I want to talk to her. So Yeah,
0: thank you. I definitely was stressed. I think in every single
1: one of the covers I was stressed.
0: I'm like, I don't think any of them I was like totally chill. A lot of the time I was like, ah, a little well, scared.
1: Well, I, I, so, all right, I I have three teenage daughters and uh, I don't get TikTok. I do not get the TikTok thing. And I watched a lot of them and think, okay, just most TikToks, you know, but I I, I watched a couple of yours and I was like, all right, what is, the hell is going on? The whole right hand thing on one of your TikTok videos, I'm like, what is this right hand business thing doing? And and then buying things with time, I'm like, all right, maybe I'm just not one to understand the TikTok world, but that seems to be where you've got a lot of your thumbprint out there, right?
0: hmm Yeah, it kind of was a little happy accident, but those videos, they, they don't make sense, like logically. I just go with it, too. Like, they're all satire, and I know that they're weird, and so I just really commit to the bit. I'm like, well, if we're going to do this, I'm going to do it all the way. And I think that's, that's what works. Cause people can tell that I'm like, not serious. I'm just kind of messing around. I'm like, you guys like it. Cause I'm funny. I'm not trying to be like, I'm a serious actor right now.
1: Right. No, my daughters, they watch a lot of TikToks. My, my one daughter, she does one about makeup and I'm like, Hey, if people want to watch that, you know, she did one and got like 10,000 views in 24 hours. I'm like, Hey, uh, I don't get putting on eyeliner, but Awesome, you know. And I have another friend; she's got several million followers, and all she does is she does the same thing—just putting on her makeup. I'm like, hey, you know, every everybody's got their what they want to watch. Um,
0: yeah, there's an audience for anything on TikTok. You can post whatever you want. I've seen people just mowing the grass, and they get like a million likes.
1: <laughs> yeah, because there are those who don't mow the lawn, and they like to imagine, hey, at least I can watch somebody mowing the lawn, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> living vicariously through the person on tiktok while their lawn is bad isn't it though so um not to uh be like the kid sneaking into mom and dad's closet before christmas but uh there's an ep coming out
0: there is yes soon i'm very excited about it i think it's gonna be like a big a big stepping point and we're getting a little bit a little bit more into rock I don't want to give too much away but I think people are still kind of labeling it as like pop punk but a couple two of them in there like two of them on the EP are like rock like you can't even really deny that they are like maybe maybe you could say pop punk you know just it's definitely alternative but I'm excited for them to hear it because I think it's really going to show more of the kind of music that I like and that I don't just make you know kind of leaning towards pop songs i like to i leaned away from that on a few of them and it's really exciting and i do have a vulnerable one for sure i actually have not even heard that one yet
1: so (laughs) oh but you have recorded it though i mean it's it's... yeah i'm like it's still being
0: edited but i only have heard four of my five songs
1: (laughs) okay so um throw it that song boyfriend that you did the cover of uh was that throwing your hat into the ring as a queer artist or putting a statement out there um
0: yeah I definitely was trying to last year I think I want to do it again for pride month but I had texted my team and I was like I need to do something for pride month like it was one of the first years that I had been out and proud and able to really talk about it on the internet and so I really wanted to do something to excel that even more so I did boyfriend um I honestly kind of forgot the other songs I did. I definitely did Boyfriend because it was a very openly sapphic song. And I really, really loved that. And it was blowing up at the time, which was a really good thing to do. But I did a couple of others, I'm I'm pretty sure as well. I think I'm just kind of forgetting what which ones they are at the moment. But I wanted people to know and be aware. And it was, you know, in the caption. And I actually also performed um boy, I think I performed boyfriend at playlist live too when i performed there really trying to put it out there i think i'm performing again during pride month but this year i think i want to do i kissed a girl i think that'd be a really great i don't know how i missed that one last year that's like the most iconic song i could have (laughs) done
1: I well i was gonna say so what what is your are you you do have the because there's not a lot of info about you playing the pride circuit there they didn't tell me anything about that so if you want to talk about that for a minute so we could amp up and get people interested in, do you know where you're playing this year?
0: I'm definitely playing at uh, VidCon, and I think it's in June, which would be great because June is Pride Month. So I would would be able to do something there. I'm not sure what other performances I have coming up soon, but I'm just trying to get people more involved.
1: Where is VidCon?
0: It's in Anaheim. Anaheim. Anaheim, okay. Yeah, pretty close. have to
1: go too far okay so um i guess that was a big deal so it says here that you you had a a one-of-a-kind journey as a closeted pansexual in conservative virginia up there um well okay centerville it's not quite like gainesville or you know okay when i lived there manassas was the sticks right Mm -hmm. you know but uh so Talk about that. Could you talk about coming out or the experience or or how was it going up in that in that situation and being able to finally, you know, talk about that journey if you could. I definitely
0: spent a lot of time repressing my sexuality just because I knew some people in my life were not going to be accepting of it. And especially the people around me, I had watched my friends actually be bullied because they were open about their sexuality. And it just, everything always felt a little bit off in my relationships and I couldn't quite figure out why but I kept trying and eventually when I grew up and went to college I realized I you know I had done some other things with other people that I was not used to and I was like hey wait wait a minute I think I think this might be right for me and so I actually had come out on my Snapchat which was a really weird way for me to do it I just posted one day I came out as bi at first and I had posted that I was bisexual and um tragically i did not even get to actually come out to my own family it was a, I had spiked to my sister for that this. this was mean but i had posted it which i guess was my own fault it's public information then but then she told my mom about it and i'm honestly not even sure if my dad knows because he is the conservative one but um my you mean mom, he, doesn't me, he doesn't know now
1: he doesn't know now
0: He might, I have, I've been really open about posting it recently. Like I have not shied away and I'm like some of the people in my like acting skits are girls too. Like I don't just do only men in the videos. Like sometimes my soulmate is a girl and sometimes I'm talking to other girls and you know, it's like that, but I didn't get to come out to them because my sister snitched on me to my mom and then she called me one day and was like, so you like girls now? And that was when I was just by, and I'm paying now. It took me even longer to figure that out. Cause I realized that I was attracted to gender fluid people too. And people who, you know, bounce back and forth between whatever they want to dress as. And it just didn't matter to me. And I was like, I think I just like people and I like relating to people. And it really doesn't matter to me what gender they identify as.
1: Right. Yeah. See, I, I have a, a really close friend who she said she identified as pansexual. And I said, okay, I'm the dumb straight American white guy. I'm mean, going to have the French Canadian flag up there and all that. But, explain this to me being pansexual and she said um uh okay if just like what you said if i said i was bisexual that means i could fall in love with a man or a woman and i said right she said "Well, say i meet somebody who is non-binary or trans i could just as easily fall in love with that person and i was like oh okay and i said that's it she's like yeah that's it I said, that's not a very exciting explanation. She said, oh, fuck off, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not as, people tend to get honestly really confused when I, I say it too, because I've said multiple times that I'm pansexual and people kind of don't understand sometimes and they don't really get what I'm meaning. And they're like, oh, so you're a lesbian. And I said, no, I'm not a lesbian. You know, I like everyone. It's not, I'm not blocking off any of the groups. I like trans people, non-binary, gender fluid, men and women, it truly does not matter to me. I just like connecting with people. And when the vibe is there, it's there. You don't have to force it. And I'm not going to put myself into a box. So I'm pretty open about it. But people do get confused. And I get a lot of comments on TikTok because people think gay automatically means lesbian. And that's not typically the case for a lot of people. And it's not for me.
1: Do you get a lot of flack on your social media for it? Like, did you get it from, from the haters or from everybody saying, "G, make up your mind or, or, I mean, what, what did you, did you get just grief from people about it?
0: Yeah, a little bit. When I started being really, really open about it, I got super comfortable posting it online and talking about it more. And then people, you know, people are commenting, I'm unfollowing you. You know, I'm not, we don't support you. We're not doing this. And they were. I just can't really, it doesn't make sense in my head how you could like my content and suddenly you find out that I am gay and now you don't like my content. You know, nothing changed with the content at all. It's still the same content. I mean, you know, if the video triggers you, you can just scroll past it. But some people just got a little bit confused too, especially if they're uneducated on the, you know, LGBTQIA and everything like that. They just kind of don't understand and then they're not there for it. And a lot of my audience is kids, too. And kids kind of take from their parents sometimes, I feel like. And they it takes you a long time to kind of form your own opinions. And a lot of the time, they're probably just talking about what they've been raised on or what they think is right. But there really is no right thing because everybody is their own person. And you can like whatever you want to like.
1: Sure. Yeah. Um. Interesting point, there was uh, I don't know if you probably have never heard do you remember the band Judas priest? I'm an old school metal fan, so I don't think you know
0: I think I've heard of that. That one I actually have heard
1: of Also, so the lead singer Rob Halford, he was the the leather biker guy for years, right? They're all up there with their long hair and he's wearing all this leather and 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 uh when he he came out in I guess ninety eight. And the metal world was not ready to accept it. And I was like, man, the joke was on us, man. He wasn't hiding it. you know. <laughs> he, was, mm-hmm. he was the gay leather biker guy, you know. And uh, we all thought that was just kind of funny that he, like, he came out and he's like, you know, here I am. I'm gay. I still sing metal. Screw you, right? And mm-hmm. I remember talking to a guy who was like, I can't believe that Halford's gay. And I said, why does it matter? Yeah. And I said, so uh can he still sing eight octaves metal well yeah Said right mm-hmm. is, is 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 the 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 video for his song breaking the law still is cheesy now is you know that he's gay than it was before he knew he was gay well yeah okay so what does it matter he's gay yeah you know and and he's off he's happy and he still is going to be the guy singing the best metal and it didn't change anything except mm-hmm. everybody had to kind of figure out their way around it and is like, yeah, but is is the music still like the best metal? Yeah, well then, give it up, man. Yeah,
0: that's exactly how I feel. I just think it it really doesn't make a difference. Like, I don't understand judging someone else for their sexuality and what they identify as. You know, it's not affecting you, especially if you aren't gay, that is totally fine. You don't have to be gay, but you also don't have to hate on people For who they like and what they want to do and it doesn't change the talent that somebody has you know you find a a gay artist and say you find girly and you love her music and then you find out that she likes women and suddenly you don't like her music anymore i'm like i don't really think that makes a difference it's still great music and you can't discredit someone's talent because of their sexuality and that's just it's just ridiculous to me i'm i will never do that i accept everyone for who they are and you can say anything to me and i'm like cool Right. well
1: you you did the Adina Mencell cover right mm-hmm. and have you seen her video for um at this table?
0: No, I haven't.
1: Oh gosh okay I'm gonna cry even talking about that video uh you you need to see that video because it says exactly that it's you know at this table everyone is welcome and mm-hmm. it just shows everybody you know, you have gay couples there, you have different, you have a Muslim woman, you have black guys, white guys, you know, you have country guys. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'd let the country guy come to my Thanksgiving, but, um, like, but that was, I'm like, that guy's a redneck man. No, I'm just, um, but, uh, there, it was very clear at this table. Everyone is welcome at this table. Um, you can speak your mind and, you know, come as you are. Right. And that was the point of that song. And I think, you know, she, she did that song just about exactly that. Like, Hey, everybody, this is who we need to be is, mm-hmm. is that. And so that was a very, very powerful uh, video that I, again, I just stumbled across it going, wow, so moving. And she's fabulous. Love it. um And I, I think that, yeah, that was, that was great. Uh, the other cool part is, I thought this was really funny. I, I need to say, uh, you see the French flag, right? The French Canadian flag behind me there. Um, I I used to live, yeah. I went to university up in Montreal and uh, oh God, if they aren't Alvaro Levine country up there, you know, they like, and so I was like, okay, cause she's just, she's, she's like, okay. Montreal doesn't have a lot of famous export musicians like her and Celine Dion are are like their two faves up there and mm-hmm. and like they have the the Celine Dion radio station up there uh, it's like every and maintenant, les le nouveau chanson par Celine Dion right it just is here all the time but Avril Lavigne was really big up there and I could see yeah. her influence in you like talk about like so who did you grow up listening to obviously Avril Lavigne uh yeah. cuz she was she was very big at this little time that you're you're catching in in your your work there but uh what else did you grow up listening to what was the moving thing for your decision to finally start making music let's hear that story
0: I actually had a really weird music taste. like when I was younger the rock music didn't come about until I think I was like 18 or 19 I started to listen to more alternative music but I used to only listen to like rock not rock to like uh, R&B and a lot of rap music, like a lot of hip-hop. I listened to like all of the popular artists. I was really big on Juice WRLD, like Lil Peep, a lot of the like a Boogie With A Hoodie, just really totally, totally different from what I listen yeah, to would have.
1: I never would have guessed that listening to your, even your selection of what you do covers of. I'm like, no, no, I wouldn't have guessed that. So...
0: I still love it. But yeah, I only listened to rap music that was really popular in Virginia. So I definitely think that had an influence on me. Like people in Northern Virginia really loved that kind of music. But I actually started weightlifting. And I got really into that. And then I had this playlist I made on Spotify. And it was kind of a joke. And it was like, rock music to get me hype. And it was like, the most aggressive songs like fake it by Seether, and like a bunch of like Papa Roach just like the most aggressive songs and then eventually like when you know I'd get to the bottom of the playlist and it would start branching me out and then slowly it just kind of overtook everything and I was like wait I actually really 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 like this I am really into Paramore I got super into Paramore obviously I had heard Misery Business before but then I started to get into like some of the other albums and I literally know Riot from 2017 like all the way through like every single song I know word for word I got super obsessed with them I'm super obsessed with Arctic Monkeys that was one that I came off the bat Mm -hmm. with which they're not they're 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 pretty rock but they're not like
1: um yeah they're alternative rock yeah it was the Arctic Monkeys Mm -hmm. or that yeah but I would never have guessed you as a Papa Roach fan
0: I love Papa Roach (laughs) I think he's so funny I think they're like I kind of love the ones that are, like, so aggressive. It kind of makes me laugh. I'm like, these are just, like, great. I'm like, the, I personally would not make this kind of music, but I can appreciate the talent in someone else's. Like, pop approach is really good.
1: <laughs> that is, that's funny, because, like, I am extremely picky about the hip-hop I listen to and, and the rap, um, uh, like... Uh, I don't know, like end up like I'm I'm old school, old school. I'm like Sugar Hill, like stuff you probably would like. I don't know if you ever heard of those guys, but like the Sugar Hill Gang and Ice Cube and NWA and all this from like the late '90s, you know, like late '80s. Or, that was where I was into it. Um, and then I don't know, maybe it was when when I started hearing white guys try and do like like the, the, there's a band called the Beastie Boys, right? Oh yeah yeah there we go (laughs) like okay i can't stand him and i remember sitting with the the one who just died a few years ago i remember sitting with him in a coffee shop once and he was like fucking hate my fans man it's like really (laughs) it's like it's like our music is such crap we're just a bunch of jewish white kids from brooklyn making really bad hip-hop and people seem to realize that i was like
0: People really like
1: it. I was like, "You said it, not me, man." He's like, uh, "We hate our fans, man." You know, and I, I, so I was like, "Okay, at least he he can appreciate how I think of this because I just it got really on my nerves to mm-hmm. listen to hip hop for a long time because it was so interfused with with bad white guys, you know. <laughs> so and so, the, and I've I've come back around, and and you know, there's a lot. There is a lot of great hip hop out there, but there was a lot of it that was just like so bad for a long time same time as country right so um i guess you weren't listening to hip-hop at home i get your dad is not a hip-hop guy right if he's if, or is he or no <laughs> See?
0: he he would listen to the garth channel I and mean, then i think they actually like got rid of the garth channel and he was so upset i remember i went home once and every single time i would get into his car he was playing the garth channel like he loved he grew up in maryland in like the middle of nowhere maryland like kind of it, not not like Chesapeake Bay and like a town that was like a gravel road so he really he really was growing up like on country music and so he really loved it I definitely listened to it when I was a kid but I don't know it just not have my vibe anymore I do listen to it sometimes I can appreciate the good ones I'm like there's a few of them where I'm like this hits no matter what I'm like this is just a good song you know
1: so dude so uh do you know where Pax River is it's, it, it's like you got to go through Waldorf and then go to the very southern tip of Maryland to get there right and that oh that was God. where I yeah I was stationed out at the Navy base out there for a while and so we had to go through Waldorf and that was always the joke if you've been to Waldorf Maryland you'll know why you shouldn't have and so when mm-hmm. you're talking about your the, the, these gravel road towns I'm like yeah I, I've been through a couple of those out there you know so um that that is just really like uh, okay so you're a very eclectic person you know you grew up in Fairfax Virginia and then you didn't discover the rock and the harder stuff now you're all paramour and all that but you know I mean but you didn't un- until what you were out of high school I guess geez that's uh
0: yeah took me it took me a while to really find that's like a, where it really helped with my style too because my style was kind of all over the place and I would just like follow the trends that were going on but I kind of realized I really like the darker aesthetic and the kind of like she looks like a boss bitch. She could, you know, she she looks a little scary. That's kind of what I wanted, and the rock music definitely inspired me to go that way.
1: Then you you got to get into this band called Gabriel and the Apocalypse because it's uh, that kind of- well <laughs> the the lead singer names Lindy Gabriel and she's totally your boss bitch, right? Uh, she's she's. And they're she. They are the best fronted female rock band in the world right now. And I tell everybody that, like, if you you got it into Gabriel and the Apocalypse, and actually some of you, I was like, I would because she kind of dressed well. No, she she dressed like. Did you ever see that movie Mad Max? The, the new version of Mad Max. It just <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Imagine she was that. Her band all look like that. That's so cool. That's and crazy. And and they're they're playing this really awesome great in your face rock and then she she had to to postpone an interview she's like oh sorry i can't make this interview i have to go and do this last minute puppy rescue you know she's just hilarious she's she's like this crazy boss bitch on stage singing great bashing you know and i you know oh yeah i gotta go and do a puppy rescue but um so that is the kind of music that she's into and i can see you going in that direction based on what you're talking about and i'm thinking is that the direction this ep is going is that where we're gonna we're gonna find your sound there you know aside from the depressing ballad you said there's the one depressing ballad in there but the rest of it's the good hard rock and stuff
0: yeah there's two of them in there i'd say romance's dad is like right in the middle it was a really good starting point because it's very like Machine Gun Kelly, Avril Lavigne esque, pretty punk rock, just up there with them. And then um, the next one is a little bit more pop, to be honest. Like we kind of leaned, it was the very first one that I, I had made and liked, but we just hadn't really branched out. And then once I started making some more, uh, my producer would show me something really like aggressive. And I was like, oh, I like that. I was like, that's really cool. It was like head banging. And you know, one of them is really just makes you want to like, bang your head and i was like this is exactly what we need i was like more girls need to venture into like hard rock too and like really i haven't done any screaming maybe i'll include that at some point or get someone else to do it
1: because i'm i'm gonna send your publicist a list and say pass this on to bailey
0: i need it i need new music i'm like i've listened to i love all time low and i've listened to like every song they have
1: I'm like i need to branch out yeah no like motorhead and gabriel the apocalypse those are the two you'll be sold on those two <laughs> like there. are uh, i like i gabriel apocalypse i saw them a couple years ago opening for the lords of acid which you lords of acid are by far the craziest band you'll, uh, oh they are well they're, they're a belgian acid house techno punk act right like that's crazy yeah Lord, everything they do is crazy sexual innuendo everything if if it's not dirty filthy then they're not gonna sing about it. That's the that's the Lords of Acid. But they pick the coolest pants to tour with them that don't sing about sleazy sex, you know. But um, so this has been a lot of fun, Bailey, and uh, we are coming up on time. What song do you want me to close this out with? I I am I'm playing Love Is Romance Is Dead is what I'm opening the show with. But what song? Do you want me to do a cover or do you want me to go and bother your publicist for a sneak peek into your catalog to to play us out with? How do you want me to close this one out? I feel
0: like we should close it out with runner up, which is the next single because romance is dead. She's, she's had
1: her moment. Okay. So I will, I'll go knocking on someone's door and getting that song then runner up.
0: You definitely can. It's almost out too. And I've already posted clips of it so they can definitely give you one.
1: Okay. Well with that one last question, Uh, I asked this of all the LGBTQ artists. Now it's your turn. What would you say to the young queer kid who is in the closet and afraid and in that vulnerable state? What would you say? What would your message be to that kid?
0: don't be afraid to be yourself. I spent so long trying to be somebody that I just wasn't and trying to find myself. And you just have to look into yourself and figure out what is going on with you and what you like. And don't listen to what other people are saying to you, because in the end, you are your own person. And when you grow up, you're going to wish that when you were a kid, you were fully yourself and fully experienced all the things that you actually want to experience instead of, pushing it down or trying to hide from people about it you just got to be proud of who you are and that's a lot easier said than done but just find people who are accepting of you and tell them first and surround yourself with good people who are going to be there for you no matter what and will accept you no matter what sexuality you identify as
1: all right well thank you bailey i hope that you can reach someone who needed that um i give everybody that opportunity so thank you for for that go watch that edina minsell video i can't believe you haven't seen that one um i'll go see it yeah I, i'm gonna send a list off to your publicist because you 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 I, i'm gonna send you some homework you got a lot of uh music to to experience there thank you so much everybody this is bailey spin the the rising uh rock star and uh diy uh musician so everybody enjoy this is runner up by bailey spin Take care, be good to each other, and let music do awesome in your lives. Thanks, Bailey. Thank you. And thank you so much for your time, Bailey spent. That was a wonderful conversation. Thank you to everybody for tuning in. It is Pride Month. Pass on the love and no judgment. All right, everybody? Uh, Special thanks to Barry Andrews of Shriekback for letting us use the theme and title of Sticky Jazz. And while you're at it, enjoy the next song here called Runner Up. Fresh off the press, barely released by Bailey Spin, everybody. Enjoy. <laughs>
2: I'm a lover, I'm a sucker I give my all then I get hurt We hang out and it's all great till You're replacing me with her. I give a hundred, I get nothing The disappointment so, so crushing A for effort, but I'm the expert I never ever come in first All this time and energy Once surprising i got-